Hello, hello, and welcome to Heart, Soul, and Roots podcast. I'm Tiffany Durr, and I have my lovely co-host with me today. Hey, everybody. I'm Nicole. Welcome back to the next episode. I'm super excited about today's topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a long time coming, this topic. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about natural healing. Yeah, this is a this is a big thing. This is a big topic, I think, for both of us, really, and for probably a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I want to I'll say especially especially coming through a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And look, there's been a massive shift in the past few years, hasn't there? A massive shift oh, away yes. from the conventional towards the kind of more traditional and and original, right? Because at the at the end of the day, yeah. natural healing, nature um has always been our our go-to as human beings for remedies and and things that help us heal right that's kind of ancient human knowledge and wisdom and connection with nature that we've just lost in some ways it's kind of crazy to me that we've lost it so much and that Mm. we are having this reawakening Mm. to it yes yeah, yeah. It's it's like anything really, isn't it? When something new comes around and 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 gets developed, there's this kind of boom and everybody's really excited about it and we kind of forget about the other thing. And I think that's what's happened maybe with conventional medicine in a way and science in the past sort of 100 years or so. There's just been this mm-hmm. boom around it and everybody's really excited about it and I'm not I'm not kind of putting it down or anything. There's obviously been amazing discoveries and amazing progress through science and and medicinal science um, Mm -hmm. and the medicines that have become available to us. But I heavily and strongly believe that there needs to be a balance between Mm -hmm. nature and nature's wisdom and man-made wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just going to reiterate the exact same point you just made and say, I am very thankful for modern medicine. Um, it saved my husband's life. And so I am thankful for it. And I, I don't poo poo it. I wish it didn't poo poo, but natural healing, honestly, (laughs) um, because there's, there's a time and a place for everything. I think Mm. there's a time when we need to use man-made medicine and there's a time when we really just need to turn to natural. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, for me, look, natural, natural healing is more about, it's more about how you live. It's your lifestyle. It's your diet. It's, Mm -hmm. it's your mind. It's your, it's what you put into your body, what you put on your body, what you breathe in. Um, it's, yeah, it's all of these things. And and even though we can turn to nature for remedies when maybe we, we're not feeling quite well, we're feeling run down or, um, you know, there's there's plants for everything, isn't there? There's just so many. There's an amazing guy in Barcelona called Josep Pamias, I think is his name. And he's like a, you know, kind of a master in, in uh, I don't know how you say it in English. In Spanish, it's phytoterapia, which is using plants for medicine medicinal plants basically it's the balance right for me it's that it's that that kind of the four pillars that I've talked about before the 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 physical the emotional the mental and the spiritual and the physical is is very much that it's what we put in and on our bodies I totally believe everything you just said now (laughs) I didn't understand any of that I wish I would have known more about natural healing Hmm. um before like when I had baby babies I learned about natural healing more. Um, I got introduced through essential oils. It's a lot more to me than just essential oils now, but that's how I got into it. And 
at the time, Chevy had, who was two at the time had been struggling so bad. And have I talked about this already on our podcast? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. When she was two, she was struggling. She kept having UTI problems and the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on and why she was having them. And we were just pumping her full of medicine. Mm. And the doctors were like, we don't know what's going on, but what we think what would be best is if she was on antibiotics for three years. Three she's years. Two. Oh my three God. Years. She's two is longer than she's even been alive. And I was like, uh, what? And like in my gut, I knew that that wasn't right. Like I knew that that wasn't going to be the right solution. I was already, I mean, she's already getting sick from the antibiotics with her, you know, her stomach's been getting upset. And I was like, at three years of antibiotics, that's just, I can't even imagine what that's going to do to her. Mm. And I had been using essential oils, but not for health. I just been using them in the greenhouse. Mm. Um, and so one of my friends invited me to a class and I went with in mind of how to use them on plants. I had no idea that they had health benefits at the time. And so I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to this class. And so my friend was like, oh, here. And I was like, well, do you have something for, um, for stomach or not for stomach for, um, UTIs. And she's like, oh yeah, here, try this little sample vial of lemongrass. And I was like, I don't think this is going to help, but I'm desperate. I am willing to try anything at this point. And so I brought mm. it home. And that night I put some on her lower abdomen and the bottom of her feet. And by the next morning, she was like back to Henri Chevy. And I was like, holy cow, that might be doing something. So I continued to do it for a full week. And by the end of the week, I went ahead and I took her off the antibiotics. She did not have a UTI and she potty trained. <laughs> so I was so excited. Now I just felt like I had, I had discovered something huge because until then I felt so, I didn't feel like I had any power yeah. in my family's health. Yeah, It's the most, it's a crappy feeling to feel like you can do so much for your family, but you can't take care of their health without having a doctor. Hmm. And that's kind of how society is taught, at least here in the States, is that you just go to the doctor. When you have something wrong, you go to the doctor. Yeah. And the doctors, you know what? They're not there 24 seven, but yeah. people are sick in the middle of the night. Hmm. And so it was huge. It was a huge moment for me in my life and for my family. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I, I, I love that story. And I know you've talked to, to me about loads of other ways that you use the oils. I know, I remember you saying in a class that I was there and I use this a lot when I teach classes now, <laughs> that okay. you, when the girls have like an ear infection or something or an earache, you take um, lavender and tea tree and just rub it at, on outside the ears, right where the glands are and mm -hmm. stuff. And, and then within a couple of yeah. days, they're, they're feeling good again. Um, and I love, you know, I love that my, I mean, my journey started a long time ago with, with natural healing in a sense, because I was, I've, I've mentioned this before. I was unwell around the age of 15. Um, and I had a lot of problems, a lot of problems. I came home from school one day and I had this really insane pain in my, in my womb. And I, I'd already been having my period. I'd already had my period for about four years by that point. And I'd had this pain before, but it just kind of came and it went and I just ignored it. But this mm -hmm. day it was, it was intense. And I came home and I was like, mm, I've got this really bad pain. And my parents at the time, this is how I remember it, right? My parents were just like, oh, you're just kind of, you don't, you want to get out of washing the dishes type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And then after a while, they were like, huh, maybe she's really not feeling good. <laughs> so they, yep. yeah, as parents do. <laughs> so they, and that's okay. I get that. You know, I'm sure I faked it a number of times. Uh-huh. So they called a doctor to our house in the evening. The doctor came, had a little poke, and he was like, you need to go to hospital like right away. Um, and that obviously scared the shit out of them. Um, and they, they took me to the hospital and I was there for maybe a week, I think it was. And they did all of these kind of, I think the first thing that they did was the following day, cause I got, I got taken in, in at night and the following day, the first thing they did was, um, uh, oh, what do you call it? One of those echoes, the thing where they rub. Oh, sonogram. I don't know. What you, is that what you call it? Where they kind of rub a camera over your belly. Yep. Yeah, yeah sorry I only know it in Spanish I don't know it in English <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> um and I didn't know this at the time my mum told me this a few years ago a few years ago I'm 37 right she only told me this a few years ago that um she was sat outside outside the room or inside the room the door was open the doctor and the nurse were outside and they said they said that they had seen something that looks like a tumor in my womb right and my they didn't say that to my mum at the time but my mum said she overheard them saying it and you know obviously for her that was like oh my god her world just crashed down around her right Mm -hmm. um it didn't end up being a tumor it was something different it turns out you know I've got a very special uterus shall we say I have a double (laughs) uterus so I have uteri (laughs) oh wow yeah Um, and a whole load of other things that, that, you know, kind of, I won't go into the details of it. That's fine. But anyway, cut a very, very, very long story short. I was in and out of hospital having procedures done. Um, I was on all sorts of meds for years. I was very depressed. I was like, yeah, I was taking painkillers. I was taking like 10 painkillers a day, like really strong prescribed painkillers every single day. And Mm -hmm. I knew that after a while, my body just, it, I just, my body was just not right. I couldn't get my strength back. I couldn't, you know, concentrate. I was just, you know, I was probably addicted to these painkillers as well. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, this went on for a number of years. My mum did everything she could. She didn't have the knowledge that she has now because she retrained about 15 years ago as an acupuncturist. So she completely flipped her life around. But at the time Mm -hmm. she didn't have that knowledge, even though she did take me to an acupuncturist, she took me to a hypnotherapist. She, you know, she really tried everything. She took me to a nutritionist. She took me here. She took me there. And we're talking 20 years ago. So, you know, she was really trying to innovate at the time to find alternatives Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that was like my first experience, even though I wasn't open to it at the time, I was like, no, that's not going to work. That doesn't work. This doesn't work until Mm -hmm. eventually I started to become open to it because I started to see, no, that was it when I was at university. So by that point I was already 18 years old, 19 years old. This had been going on for a long time. I was doing a psychoanalysis course And the very first class of that course, we were studying Freud and the effects of um, how kind of trauma can can manifest itself through the body, how how emotions, unprocessed emotions and trauma can manifest itself through the body in the the ways of pain and and things like that. I didn't manifest 
my womb deformation, right? Yeah. But I maintained myself in a place of pain and stomach issues and, you know, kind of a lot of complications with my stomach and problems like that. The medications that I was on had a part in that. And I know, I know now for sure that I had a very big role to play in that as well, mentally, mm-hmm. in maintaining mm-hmm. that because I had secondary da- gain to get from that, right? And I understand right. that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my journey with natural healing kind of started around that age, around the age of kind of 18, 19. That was when I really started kind of getting rid of, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Dairy from my diet and things like that. I really started investing in organic food and gluten-free food. And and then eventually I kind of flipped and went completely the other way. And I was like, I'm never taking a conventional pill ever again in my life. Uh And that was a little bit, (laughs) a little bit too (laughs) extreme. And I learned my lesson from that as well, because around my sort of early twenties, I was in Spain and I started to get a urine infection and I I was just trying to, you know, I'd already, I already had the infection. So it was already there. Right. Right. When you're working with sort of plant medicine, you normally need to catch yeah. these things when they're in the really, really early stages, not when the infection has already developed, yes. right? Because by that point, exactly. it's much more difficult to treat it with plants, especially if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. generally my mm-hmm. case. You know, I had a bit of knowledge, <laughs> but not yes. enough, right? And uh, some friends of mine were like, right. no, here, take this, you know, tea and this plant tea and that plant tea and this, that and the other. I was drinking all of that. By the time I got home, I was peeing blood. And I went to the doctor, the doctor kind of, you know, did that test where they sort of knock you on the, on the back where the kidneys are. And I screamed and he was just like, you're an idiot. You could have died because I've only got one kidney. He was like, you're playing with your life. Oh my goodness. Right. Mm -hmm. And he gave me this Mm -hmm. sort of mega cocktail of antibiotics, which got rid of the infection Uh in one day. So imagine, you know, the power of that antibiotic, which just kind of knocked out my system in a day. But that, yeah. was a, that was a wake up call for me to like, hey, I really need to not play with this and understand that there's a balance between there is learning balance. about how to use plants and diet and, and, you know, the mental and emotional aspect. And then knowing that when I need to, I need to go to a doctor and not wait until, you know, I could cause myself serious damage. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there is that delicate balance, which I try to teach in my, in my classes, like I want to open people up to the realization that they can do a lot of things at home, Mm. but for heaven's sakes, you, there's a balance to it. You still need your doctor. You still need to, to go in. Um, especially when you have extreme things, like what you were saying going Mm. on, um, or maybe not even that extreme, like for heaven's sakes, if you break your arm and essential oil is not going to fix that, you have to go to the doctor, right? Like let's use a little bit of the knowledge that we have in our brains and, and, you know, do those things. But, um, but it doesn't mean, I don't think you need to rule out either one, right? It's a balance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe the plants and the essential oils, whatever, whatever it is that you choose to use. Cause I know some people are really into homeopathy or, whatever it is, the combination of acupuncture, homeopathy, meditation, and mindfulness, essential oils, they will help you heal faster. 
right? Yes. You've broken your arm. You go to the doctor. They set the arm for you. They're gonna, it's gonna help. It's all gonna help you heal faster. But like yes. you say, it's an essential oil. Isn't gonna put your arm back together. Right. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can use you can use it all together, right? And help your body heal itself. Mm. But also, you know, it doesn't mean that you rule out the doctor. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole yeah. holistic vision of the human, of the human life within, within the planet yeah. and the nature that we, that we live with. Right. It's that's the whole holistic vision. I don't know if in the States, mm-hmm. I know now in the UK, there's something really popular called a functional doctor, which is kind of like traditionally trained doctors that are also trained in, in different kind of alternative therapies or, or medicines. Yes. Do you guys have that? Yeah. Um, <sighs> few and far between. Mm. Um, I know, I know that there's a movement towards that, um, this starting up. Um, I, I just know doTERRA better than anything else. So doTERRA actually, they helped start a, um, a chain. They're trying to make like a chain of doctor's office that do this very thing. They Mm. have their regular practice, but they also are bringing in all the natural things Mm. as well. And they have like this you know, computer program written up. So when a doctor's like, okay, you have this, here's the traditional and here's the herbal things Mm. that you can do for that. Mm. Um, so I can't remember what the name of it is or off the top of my head, but but there that's is, amazing. There is that movement. Yeah, that's amazing to be able to offer the 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 patient, if you like, those options. Look, you can either go down this route or you can go down this route, right? Yes. It's, um, I mean, I I a couple of years ago I had um I had to have some dental work done. I can't remember if I had a, a tooth taken out or I had to have, I had to have something. Oh, I had to have like surgery on my gum. It was something like that. Oh. And the dentist um, prescribed me antibiotics. I was like, I don't think I need to take antibiotics for this. So I went to the pharmacy mm-hmm. and I said, look, I don't want to take antibiotics. I know how my body responds to it. I end up getting um, thrush. Is that what you guys call it in the States oh, as yes. well? thrush always uh-huh. guaranteed I take antibiotics and I get that as a, oh. as a kind of thank yeah. you from my body so then I have to treat that as well right right <laughs> so I said to the I said to the pharmacist I really just don't want to take antibiotics for this can you give me a you know an alternative a natural alternative and he gave me these essential oil pills um mm-hmm. but they I didn't know doTERRA at the time so it was another brand I can't remember the name of the brand now but they were kind of natural antibiotics he gave me an echinacea mm-hmm. spray and he gave me something else he gave me like three things he was like look with two of these you'll be fine with three of them you know you'll be like you'll be perfect and I was like give me all three <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna take any chances I'm just gonna go with it and yeah, I took all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I took all three of them and I healed perfectly. And I was so grateful to that pharmacist for just having the knowledge to be able to give me those products. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is, I just can't even imagine that in the States. That's incredible. I love it. <laughs> really? You don't have that sort of thing in the States? No, no. The doctor prescribes you something. You go to the pharmacist, they fill it and they give it to you and they tell you how to use it they would never say, oh, you don't want to take this. Here's an alternative. I can't, I can't imagine that happening. Wow. I don't know. Maybe it does, or maybe I just don't ask enough questions, but (laughs) I just can't ever imagine that happening. Yeah. So maybe I was just really lucky with the pharmacist that I came across. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Yeah. But it, like you say, it's very much about empowering yourself. And, and I love essential oils before I met you. And before I started, you know, my doTERRA journey, I only ever, I always had essential oils. I mean, I remember having essential oils on me, around me, with me since I was probably a teenager, you know, the Mm -hmm. basics, lavender and tea tree and, and things like that. Um, and I only really use them topically and for massage um, mm-hmm. cause I'm a trained massage therapist. But when I started learning a lot more with you and studying a bit more doTERRA and, and taking, you know, kind of really delving much deeper into this, my life has changed again, because mm-hmm. I do feel much more empowered and I do feel much more able to look after myself and, and my family with, you know, the, the power of plants, which is what I, I really kind of lean towards rather than, you know, popping a pill just because. Right. Right. Well, and it, it makes sense. So, um, nature just kind of recognizes nature when we use an essential oil on our body or whatever, you know, an herb, whatever it is, our integral intelligence within our body recognizes it and knows how to use those constituents Mm. that are in there to help it heal itself. Whereas, um, sometimes when you're taking medicine, your body doesn't recognize it or it recognizes it as a toxin because it's a synthetic and it's not natural. And so that's when you start to have a lot more of the side effects and stuff. I happen to be hyper allergic to medications. Um, like I'm allergic to steroids and penicillin and codeine and the list goes on and on and sulfur, like, and it's, it. So it makes it really hard for doctors to even be able to give me something because my, mm. my body's just super sensitive to it. So having now having these tools, it has mm. been like amazing. I can't even say how amazing it's been to have this alternative route to be able to take. And then I think the thing that I love the most about this, uh, maybe not the most, but something I see, no, I think it is, is that I get to teach my children how they are responsible for their own health and their own bodies. Cause Mm. I mean, I think I knew that, but it wasn't like, you know, we went to the doctor because that's just what everybody did. You go to the doctor, the doctors know best, Mm. but really you have your own intuition, your own guidance in you that can help you. And so like my daughters, when they have like, as we were recording this, they came running in here because one of my daughters fell down and scraped up her knee. And so she was going to go get the correct X, which is essential oil blend that they Mm. can use to put on that. Um, and, and help it heal super fast and it's not synthetic. And they just, they know what to do with the tools. Yeah. When they're upset, they go grab the the oil that helps them feel better. It's amazing that that they get to know this their whole life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? And, you know, I feel really sad sometimes when you hear about people and tell you my, my own sort of grandmother, if you like, she's on who knows how many pills because one pill for this and then another pill for that. And then another pill for that. And then five pills to counter the side effects of those pills. And then another, however many pills to counter for counter the side effects of those pills. And it just makes me think like you're taking, I don't know, 10 different pills a day. What would happen? You know, how would you be feeling mentally, emotionally, physically, if all of that kind of chemistry, your body wasn't having to sort of deal with all of that invasive chemistry in a way, you know, and again, Mm. I'm not, I'm not kind of knocking conventional medicine, but I think there's also this extreme version of 
here's a prescription for anything and everything, right? And and the first port of call is a prescription. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here in the States, at least we are really paying for our pill addictions, especially when it comes to, um, what are they called? Narcotics, especially mm. when it comes to narcotics, because for a long time it was, you're in pain. We don't know how to treat you. Here's a pain pill. Just take that and get you out the door. But we are really paying for that fast food mentality in our medicine mm. because there's so much addiction now because mm. of it. And trying to overcome that has been, it's been huge. Now things have changed in the medical world because they've realized what's going on and how addictive they are. And so, um, it's a lot more restrictive, but we've already created this, the monster. And Mm -hmm. so trying to put that back in the can or, you know, deal with all the addiction is, is, um, it's hard. And I, my family has personally been a victim of it. And so I've seen it firsthand what, what addiction can do and how hard it can be to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I saw a talk not long ago by an American couple. I think they, I don't know if they were both veterans or, or he was a vet, veteran. Um, and they were talking about um, PTSD. Um, so I think as from far as I understand, a very traditional way of dealing with PTSD is to put people on medication, right? To put them on whatever. I'm, I don't know the names of medications. Like I say, I don't usually take medication, so I can just about pronounce ibuprofen because that might be the only thing that I take on occasion. Yes. <laughs> when people start throwing all these other names at me, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> Um, and it was such an interesting talk because they've set up a foundation. I have no idea what the name of the foundation is because I can't remember. Um, but they've set up a foundation for veterans um, where they help veterans choose the right uh, treatment for their PTSD. And they've done a lot of research. And I know that there has been other research done into the treatment of PTSD using hallucinogenics um, in a controlled mm-hmm. environment. Um, yeah, I know that also in, in the Lost Connections book by Johan Hari, which I've mentioned a few times now, um, he talks about a study where um, they were treating they were treating PTSD and trauma with hallucinogenics and that the results were just incredible when they're in an, in a controlled environment. That's the whole point when you're when you go to tribes where they use these plants as medicines they are controlling the environment in a sense, you know, there's people there looking after you, there's people there that supporting you on that journey, you know, mm-hmm. that healing journey as you go through it. It's not just kind of here, take these hallucinogenics and go and jump off a building. Right. 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 It's very controlled, very supportive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was a really amazing amazing evolution I guess you know this poor guy had been through so much and you know been to see so many doctors psychiatrists this and that and she was saying you know he'd been on so many different meds and and everything and just wasn't getting any better and then they Mm -hmm. started to they you know they started to hear about um different places where they were using hallucinogenics and Mm -hmm. he went and and he he got the help that he finally needed that's incredible. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know where your healing might come from. I've listened to lectures of people who've done breath work 
mm-hmm. and been able to heal things that they've had going on just through breath work, which I'm, I'm very new to. I mean, I've heard of it before, but I didn't realize all the powers that it can really help with. And so I mean, it's, there's acupuncture, there's, um, I do light, light healing. Um, I have somebody that I go to that does like acupressure light stuff on my ears. I don't really know exactly the science behind it, but I know that when she's putting the light through my ears, I can feel it. Like I can feel Mm. it through my body, like different parts of my body relax. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And your body, you know, your body stores your emotions. And if we're not, if we're not expressing our emotional experience, then where do we think that's going? It's going straight into our body and it's getting, it's building up somewhere in our body. That's why I'm such a big advocate of things like massage. In a sense, Mm. unfortunately, massage has become associated with luxury. And I've always been anti that idea because for me, massage is essential rather than luxury. You know, it's it's a way of taking care of the body. It's a way of relaxing the muscles, helping helping to get the oxygen to run through, you know, run through the body to eliminate toxins, to calm the body, to calm the mind. And all of that for me is essential rather than, you know, something that only people, only people with a lot of wealth can afford. I, you know, I would love to do an, you know, to do an experiment to open up, you know, massage to people that have, you know, very little economic income and see how that changes their life. Uh, Massage once a week. I've never heard of somebody talk about massage like that before. Like, it makes sense. I think I've had all the pieces in my head before, but you're so right. Cause yeah, we definitely associate it with the luxury instead of what it really is. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, thank you so much for saying that, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> I've always believed that. Mm-hmm. And I think I've invested so much money in training and different massage techniques. And I've, I've, I think the most I've ever charged for a massage is like 20 euros. Cause I just don't believe. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just don't believe that it's supposed to be a luxury thing. Look, I've never dedicated my life to being a massage therapist. So I know, and I'm not saying, you know, the work that I do as a, as a hypnotherapist and coach, I'm not saying that massage therapist who does this full time shouldn't be charging for their work. Of course, that's their, that's their um, livelihood, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. undervaluing that, but I'm saying it should be considered an essential, uh, an essential thing that we should all have access to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the essential oil world, I do work with several massage therapists, but, um, I've just never really had somebody talk about it the way you just did. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the, um, the emotions code, I know that's not, I think that's probably a brand name for, I didn't realize it's a brand name for, um, like trapped emotions and getting them out. That has been so interesting to me. Um, I, now I have this referral book that I look at when I, when I have pain in my body, I'm like, Oh, let's go look at this. I think it's the, I have the app on my phone, essential oils and emotions. I think is what the title of the book is. Anyways, mm-hmm. I use that or I use the app. No, no, that's not it. I do use that. But what I'm thinking of is, um, feelings buried alive, never die. Yes. Yeah. I've yes. not read it, but I've heard of this book. Yeah. Yeah. So they have an app and you can go and say, okay, this is where I'm hurting. And then it can say, okay, here's possibly what is trapped there. Does this feel right to you? And it's really interesting. Um, like in the past when I've been super worried about money, 
it shows up in my body in that mm. way. And I go and I look and then I'm like, okay. And then it even tells you like how to work through it, which is awesome. Yeah. There's another book, which was written quite a few years ago called you can heal your life. I think it's, you can heal your life or something like that, that yeah. by Louise Hay, who is massively famous in, in this field. Um, yes. and that's a really awesome reference book. I think it's really fascinating in Chinese medicine as well. I know from, from my mum, different organs represent different emotions. I know for, I know like the lungs represent, um, how do you say this in English? Like grief. Yes, that's the word. Grief. Uh-huh. Lungs represent grief. So if you're feeling, you know, sad, if you've got something going on with your lungs, you should really be looking at, am I feeling sad? Am I grieving for something or someone? Yep. In some sort of way. Um, and I, you know, I think I find that fascinating and it's, it's I do, I had, I had the most interesting experience. Um, I had been, I had somebody who just started using oils and I was teaching her about them. And she was saying, you know, that she kept having respiratory issues. And, um, after I'd done that, I went to a class that night where we were teaching about emotions and essential oils and how you can release emotions. And they were talking about breathe and grief and how that really helps open it up because the lungs Mm -hmm. and that's the associated with grief. And so I just texted her and I said, I don't know if this is going to resonate with you, but I just have to tell you about this. And I told her like, what was, um, how grief is really resonant. And she's like, I can't believe you got that from me. And I was like, I didn't get that from you. You just told me you're having a lot of trouble with your respiratory system. And I realized that that was a connection. And I thought I better see if that's what was going on with you. And that dealing with that will probably help your respiratory. Hmm. And she was, yeah, she was so thankful. And it was a really cool experience to to see that first firsthand, I guess. Yeah, sure. And I think with all of this, right, it's it's about educating yourself. It's about empowering yourself mm-hmm. through education. There's so much information out there, but apart from that, learning to learning to trust your intuition as well. You know, intuition also, yes. I think intuition is also fed by knowledge, right? The more knowledge we have, mm-hmm. the more we trust our intuition. So if something like that comes up, oh, I've, I've heard somewhere maybe that, you know, lungs are to do with grief and stuff. And then I'm having breathing problems. And then I can think maybe I'm grieving. Maybe that thing that happened with that person or, or whatever it is, I lost my job. Maybe that's affecting me more than I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. At 1000% what you just said. <laughs> and the more, and just learning, being open to it. I think there's so many people that just you know, it's the hippy dippy thing is they don't realize that there's real science. There is so much science behind it. And there's, Mm. there's, we had this big break, you know, this big breakup of like science and natural and nature. And really it's the same thing. We've Mm. just learned more about it. Mm. I mean, where do you think these pills come from? They originally come from plant compounds that we've managed to recreate in the lab. And from those, we've been able to create other things, mm. but it all started from nature. Yeah. And so just being open-minded about it and being accepting of that there is more than one way to heal your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to, right? It's really opening up your mind. And I, I find it weird how some people kind of laugh off the power of plants and stuff. And it's like, well, where the hell do you think we come from? You know, like exactly <laughs> where, where, how do you think, okay, I get that human beings didn't live as long as we do now, 
right? But mm-hmm. I'm okay, there, these are different circumstances. I don't particularly want to be living on meds to be able to live to a hundred years old. You know, if that's, no. I'm, I'm good. Like wherever my life feels like it naturally needs to end, that's fine for me. I don't want to be sustained in a, in a kind of chemical, you know, on chemicals. That's not my life choice, you know, right. Um, right. but plants are, that's where we come from. You know, that's, yes. that's always been humanity's port of call for healing plants and, and, and the natural world. Yeah. And, you know, there's still so many tribes and there's people out there who, who know about the power of plants and who live by the power of plants. And, mm-hmm. and I just think it's such sacred knowledge. It really is such sacred, it sacred is. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so thankful that we're coming back to it. Like I'm thankful that I stumbled upon it. <laughs> And I'm so thankful that, um, we're coming back to it because it is, is where, is where it started. And again, I'm not saying that I don't like modern medicine. I'm just saying that this is the best first step or my favorite first step, I guess. Mm, Yeah. And, and it's good to integrate. It's a balance. It's a balance. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I think both of our objectives for this, for this episode, this podcast is to bring people's awareness into the power of empowering yourself with knowledge on mm-hmm. in this area and being able mm-hmm. to make your own informed choices about how you manage your your you and your family's health and and well-being both mm-hmm. physical and mental and emotional yes yes yeah the emotional and and mental benefits i mean we've ta- we talked about this a little bit in our um the, when we talked about, what was the name of our podcast when we did that about mental health? Was it just mental health? Maybe it did was. we do depression and anxiety? Is that the one you're talking depression about? Depression, anxiety. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we talked about that and about how important it is and how using something natural is, I think, key. I think it's it's a great first starting point, at least, when you are trying to work through emotional things. And because we all are emotional, we all have emotions, right? Mm. And so doing something natural to help you is just in my, I kind of want to say a no brainer, but that's kind of rude. It's not a no brainer. It's, (laughs) it's just a really powerful place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Cool. So we, I think this has been a really awesome conversation. I'm really glad that we decided to do this topic because we're clearly both very passionate about it. And we've, yes, yes, we've we both are. had our experiences and firsthand experiences and, and um, really powerful experiences as well. Um, you know, I've talked, I think I've talked before about how the deep blue oil by doTERRA has really saved me when it comes to menstrual pains and, and, you know, things like that. And, other oils, you know, on guard that as soon as I start to feel an inkling of being run down, I'll take on guard and, you know, within a day or two, I'm, I'm back on, you know, I'm back on track mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm really grateful yeah. for that. The adaptive, yeah. I can't say enough good things about the adaptive. It's oh, changed my so life. It's become one of my favorites. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know how I survived without it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So I'm just going to address the elephant in the room real quick and say, if you are interested in trying out some essential oils, hook up with Nicole or I, either of us would love to work with you and really help you. We, we don't pressure anybody to do anything they don't want to do. That's just not our style, but we are here to help. That's our style. We want Mm -hmm. to help people. We really want to empower people. And so please reach out to either of us. You can find us on social media. You can message us through the heart, soul, and roots, um, messenger with Facebook. We're on Facebook and Instagram. So just connect with us because we would love to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've both got our own set of knowledge and skills when it comes to, when it comes to, Um, essential oils we share knowledge Um, we've got some really awesome resources that we're more than happy to share with you Um, we do some really awesome classes and it's just amazing to to be able to help people in that way move from using all kinds of toxic toxic products in their home to you know getting rid of as much as that as possible and and living a more natural lifestyle so yeah Mm -hmm. get in touch Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm getting touched. So I am the essential gardener on Facebook and Instagram and Nicole, you are, um, I've got, so I'm Nicole Masucato on Instagram, but then I've also got my essential oil Instagram, which is, um, in Spanish, it's called esencias, esencias de la vida Cadiz. Um, we will put in the show notes, both of our Instagram links, and you will also find there the books that we've mentioned in today's podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome as always. Yes, thank you so much. Um, We have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to you tuning into the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.